listening to the NFL on TuneIn. It's No Huddle with Brian Weber and Cordell Stewart. Let's focus on Kirk Cousins. Talk free agency with one of the best in the business. It's Sean Salisbury. Be sure to check out the Sean Salisbury Show weekdays. SB Nation Radio simulcast on BN Sports. Sean, always a pleasure. Thanks so much for coming back on the show. How much of an upgrade do you think Kirk Cousins is over Case Keenum for the Vikings? Well, it's an upgrade. And although Case had a phenomenal season last year considering where he's been, and I think there's a stigma at times he follows backup quarterbacks around that people are waiting for him to prove that he's a backup. And I think in the playoff games, I mean, he was a top-five MVP last year in my mind. Top, you know, he played extremely well, protected the football, but in the playoffs, he left the door open because he did not play well, me and Case Keenum. He just didn't. He didn't play well against New Orleans. He got away with one at the end, and, and Philadelphia obviously was clearly outplayed by Nick Foles, and they didn't play too well. And Minnesota was the better team going in, at least on paper. So uh, I have nothing but respect for Case Keenum, but when – Minnesota could have got him cheaper, and he was a guy who helped lead that team to the playoffs, and they still showed no interest in signing him. That ought to kind of tell you that they're concerned that is it a one-year deal? Is, is he going to come back and be able to do the same thing at his new, uh, you know, his new team this year? So I think that was a concern. But, man, did he play well last year. But a lot of times, and those of us who've been in his position as far as a backup, that when you do start, people are waiting, well, is this for five years? Will it be for one year? Is it for four games? And I think that's something that he's going to be faced with his whole career, but he's impressive. As far as Cousins goes, yeah, it's an upgrade. At least it appears that way. Um, The one thing about it is everybody, you know, he's praising Kirk Cousins, and I get it. I do, because I'm a fan of his. But I also know that if if we're going to give him credit, we also have to criticize at times. And this will be the best team he's ever had. If Kirk Cousins doesn't get them to the Super Bowl, it's going to fall. They're going to point the finger at him. In Washington, it was... Well, he didn't quite have enough talent. There's a lot of dysfunction there. Had he had gone to the Jets, it would have been, well, there's not enough talent here. It's a three- to five-year period before we get where we want to be. In Minnesota, there is no excuses. They're loaded on offense. They've got a good defense. If Aaron Rodgers is not the division, they're the clear-cut winner of the division for a way, I mean, for, for, for quite a ways in front of them now. But now there's some pressure on Cousins. I mean, he's a 9-7, and 10-6 and six guy who hasn't won a playoff game, and he's a – He's got as, as much money guaranteed as anybody at the position for, for the amount of deal he's on. So congratulations to him. I love the can of worms that it's open for guaranteed contracts. I think that Minnesota definitely on paper going in should be the favorite. If not in the NFC, they're sure set to be, not going to be third uh, as far as favorites go. So, But until he continues to secure the red zone and make that, he doesn't make that one critical mistake at the end of a football game, which he's had the propensity to do, until he wins a playoff game, we're always going to wonder, is he overpaid? Will he get them over the hump? But we're going to see awful fast. I'm happy for Kirk, and I think that he's a really good player. But if anybody, he's not a top-five quarterback. So we'll see if he can get a very talented Vikings roster to the next level. That's a hell of a job by the Vikings to get a guy that you think can get to the next level because he'll put up some numbers. The question is, can he put up enough wins to get you through January and into February? Sean, I would say it's it's nothing less than an NFC Championship game, and if it is, with guaranteed money of $84 million bucks when he does sign the paper, uh, I think it's going to amount to be a tremendous amount of pressure you know, on him from us, from the fan base, uh, and I think from a lot of teams around the National Football League. But when you see something like this happen, 
who do you who do you point the finger at? Do you point it at point it at Case Keenum in his career and what he's accomplished up until last season, and then having a great year and thinking it's aberration, or is it just an organization that's trying to buy themselves a championship by thinking they have a quarterback in a Kirk Cousins? You know, I think that's a, a great point, and you're right. The pressure that's going to fall on Cousins, but Cordell, you know, if you were a star quarterback in the league, you know the pressure that goes with when you're that guy, not a guy, but that guy. And that guy is expected to take his team to a different level. And now, with money that seems unfathomable and for a three-year deal for a guy who hasn't won a playoff team, that, that's, the, that, that's the nature of the business in the quarter out of position right now. Matt Ryan's going to get his, but he's been to a Super Bowl. Aaron Rodgers is going to get his. He's won a Super Bowl. So I get it, but timing's everything. And if you can put some numbers up and timing hits perfect, then, then, you, then you're Kirk Cousins' situation. And, and I think it's a combination of both. Cordell, uh, with the situation, it's Case Keenum's been a journeyman. He's won some, lost some, and at one point in time in St. Louis, couldn't get off the bench. People have kind of discarded him. And he came in the third-string quarterback for, for the Vikings. If it's not for Bridgewater's injury and for Bradford's injury, he doesn't see the field. So, but he did, and he sees the moment, and he did. And he's, he's going to get paid handsomely for it. But I think there's still that at the end of the season when we saw that, like I said, man, which guy is he? One-year wonder, or is it, can he sustain this? And I think that that was part of Minnesota's thinking, because they had the guy they wanted. If they really thought that Keenum was the missing piece, they'd have franchised him. If you really thought that he was exactly, I mean, if you're the Vikings and you're evaluating, he's been there under your, right, under your loss all season long. If you thought he was the guy to get you to February, you would have signed him and saved a bunch of money. And, or signed him to, you would have taken a three-year deal without being franchised for for $21 million bucks or $20 million, bucks, I believe, to stay in Minnesota in that, in that system, even though Pat Shermer left. So I think that's part of it, the stigma that falls in my And I don't think any of us know how he's going to be at his next stop. I don't think we know. And I think that's what Minnesota's going through. They've seen the numbers Cousins been put up, has put up the, the consistency. But you're right, they're investing a lot. And anything short of so – I'll go one step further, Cordell. I, I don't think an NFC championship game's enough. They got to that. I mean, hell, they, 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 they got to that situation. I mean, they got, to, they got to Philadelphia. I don't think that's enough. I think that he's got to be playing in February next year. Where, where are we at Atlanta next year? I think he's got to for them to value, at least in the three years that he's there. But next year, Vikings fans are going to say, if he goes out and struggles, you know what they're going to say? Well, we should have paid less to get more. And I get it. But that's, that's what you do. You evaluate what's best for your team. And the Vikings are investing a lot of money because they believe this is the one piece to get them to February. The question will be, is it? And that's what Kirk Cousins is going to have to fix and answer sooner than later. Sean Salisbury is our guest on the NFL on Tune. And Sean, because we talk about the league 15 hours a week, we go through all the scenarios, and we spend a lot of time talking about A.J. McCarron, how much he would be in play. Are you surprised at all that he's still available? Um, I am, but this may be a case of, you know, you know, it seems like the market's kind of quieted a little bit on the Nick Foles trade possibilities, but there's still teams, guys, Think about the movement now that has to happen between now and the draft. We've got six possible first-round picks, four we think for sure, and maybe a fifth and a sixth guy. No later than the second round for the next two guys, whoever those two might be, if it's Lamar Jackson and and, uh, Mason Rudolph or if Lamar jumps up to three and Allen Fogg. There's so many different scenarios going on right now. So I think so, but I also think there's that they're trying to figure, I think they're trying to find out where he fits in. Well, there's Case Keenum and here's A.J. McCarron who was one, a winner in college. We don't see much of him. 
you've got Jimmy Garoppolo, and he backed up Dalton, and he's a free agent, but we don't, we don't know yet. And then there's Case Keenum. We know where he, he kind of fits in. And here's the Cousins level, which is a top shelf thing. So where, where does A.J. McCann fit in? And teams, I think, right now are sitting there saying, well, if I'm Buffalo, hmm, do I, what, is A.J. McCann going to – so I have to pay him a three- or four-year deal at 18 to $21 million bucks a year. Is it worth it, or should I draft Josh Allen and get the same and, and maybe have the same guy? I think he's in a precarious situation because we don't know enough about him. And we kind of went in with Keith Keenum last year, not knowing much about him other than he was a journeyman, and then he answered the bell. But now we're saying well, it was a one year. I think that's the problem. I don't think you know. I don't think teams are willing to invest eight They'll invest even even Tannehill money right now, not knowing what we're going to get. All the talk we heard about. Jimmy Garoppolo and Jimmy validated that with five straight great games in, in San Francisco. I just think there's kind of a holding pattern. That doesn't mean he's not going to get paid a lot of money. I, I think teams are going to kind of, what's the rush? You'd like to get him under contract, but what's the rush? If you're a team like Buffalo and you say, you, you do all your evaluating, you say, no, oh, wait, we want to draft Josh Allen or we want to draft Baker Mayfield, then maybe you don't even take that chance. You'll get a guy cheaper. He'll be under his rookie deal. We'll, we'll uh, a first-round pick, so... The question is, how do you feel now? If somebody falls in love with A.J. McCann or is just kind of trying to work out those details, then so be it. But I think people are treading lightly, and I think the market is probably not as high as he thought it'd be, but I don't think it's low. I don't think it's going to be as low as it feels right now. It'll be somewhere in between. Sean, Mike Vrabel has gone to, to the Tennessee Titans and really made his mark on trying to grab players from the New England Patriots to where they're like-minded in a sense. Vrabel played for Bill Belichick. He understands his ways. He's grabbed players like the Deion Lewis, given potentially a four-year, $23 million deal. And Malcolm Butler, a guy who didn't play in the Super Bowl, who I like to call the Ty Law 3.0. They end up giving him $61 million, 30 of it guaranteed. What direction do you think Mike Vrabel is trying to take this team in in order to really be a team that can make some noise throughout the AFC in, in the National Football League? I think Mike's doing it the right way. And also John Robinson, who's been a, a Patriot, who's in the front office, the GM. They know the Patriot ways work, Cordell. And if you're most of us, we still scratch our head why Malcolm wasn't on the field. You know, from Super Bowl hero to can't get on the field in the Super Bowl to now $30 million guaranteed. So somebody thinks highly of him. And, and there was more than one. So I think it's wise to get a guy who you can count on as a starter. That position is in desperation for what we saw on Tim Dory's still learning. There's some things to do. And Mike Vrabel understands you've got to have those type of players, and he played with those kind of guys. And in order to deploy the other nine, those corners are so valuable. Then you can deploy the other nine however you want to, whether you're going to blitz it or zone it. But you've got to have guys out there you can trust, and I think that's good. And Deion Lewis, I think he's the most overrated player in free agency. I do. I, 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 well, he's not the big bang back, and he's not the guy who's going to turn 30 times a game. But he is a guy that you can trust. He's going to catch it for you. He's going to spread the defense. He can catch it out of the backfield. He can catch it in a quick game. He can spread him out. He can run the ball. He's not – I mean, there's so – the versatility, and they think so too. I mean, if, I, if I'm Tennessee, this is a great one-two punch. You've got the pounded guy and Derrick Henry, and then you can wear a team out or vice versa. You can come out and spread him early, which we've seen Mario to do, which he's used to in college and still trying to adjust to the other type of system in the NFL. And then we could come in and wear you out – or we can do the opposite. We can pound on you for three and a half quarters or three quarters, and then if we need to on first down, we can bring in our, our, our third down back, and we can throw it eight times in a row with him out of backfield. So I, I, I love what Mike's doing. Go get players that are going to think like you thought, that are going to practice like you expect to practice, and whether they like Belichick or not, meaning Deion Lewis and, 
and Malcolm Butler, and even Mike Rabel, if he said, you know, Bill can wear on you. But one thing he will do, it's like our parents. Some of the things that drive us crazy about our parents, what do we do when we're adults? And we do the same thing to our kid. The same thing here. While Bill may drive some people crazy, Belichick, that is, his structure and doing it the right way and staying the course of the process has worked well for them. So why not emulate? We always emulate success. Teams that don't emulate success in being the Cleveland Browns. But I like what Mike's doing. They're not far away. And that division is going to be a bastard if our Andrew Luck gets healthy and they draft well. If Deshaun Watson comes back and Watt comes back, and Mariota stays healthy and stays on the field. And with that defense and some young offensive uh, players in Jacksonville, we, we got a division that three years ago we were laughing at. We're not laughing at it anymore. So I think Mike knows he's got to keep up. John, let's wrap it up with a quick thought on Arizona. I'm a little bit puzzled as to how they were thinking at the quarterback position, going with an injury-prone Sam Bradford. Yes, he was efficient in Minnesota, but we know history says he's going to get banged up. And adding Mike Lennon, do you think that's the best they could do? Uh, no. I actually, to me, I would have, I, I could think a number of teams. If I'm Denver with the Case Keenum situation, I still draft the quarterback at five. I, I wouldn't even hesitate. If I'm the Arizona Cardinals, and let, let's hey, Sam Bradford's an accurate passer. Sam Bradford's not going to, and like I said, we don't. You you hit it, hit it, Brian. I don't know if I'm going to get Sam Bradford for a week and a half or for 16 weeks. The chances are closer to the other one than the, the, the former than the latter. And I respect Sam. I think Sam Bradford's a stopgap, but I don't know if I can trust him. And if he gets hurt, come on, you got a guy sitting right next to you. No, this is no offense to Mike Glenn. I guess maybe it is offense. We say no offense. You got a guy sitting right next to you that might be able to play better than Mike Glenn tomorrow. Okay, and I'm not kidding you. So while I, Mike's a solid backup, that's exactly what he's going to be his whole career. He's Chad Henney. He's going to be a backup. And with Sam Bradford, he's a spot starter that can give you a season. But I need continuity. I can't go into it. Well, is he hurt? Is he playing? Isn't he? And I respect him. But to me, I'm, I got just as good a chance. Sign Sam Bradford. I get it. But so go sign, go draft the quarterback in the first round, and let's develop him. And, and in a week, he may be playing because I don't know if Sam's going to last. So the Arizona Cardinals are confusing, but maybe they're saying we'll deal with it this year. It'll be a bridge to next year. But what are they bridging to? Where they got to change the quarterback position again? I always believe if you like the quarterback and there's some potential there, draft him. I, I would draft the quarterback every year, Brian. I would every single year, not in the first round, but every year in some round, I'd draft the quarterback. Either use him as an asset, Patriots, with Brissett and with Garoppolo, or keep him and let him be the heir apparent at some point. So, to me, the Arizona Cardinals are going about this wrong. Maybe Sam and Mike Glennon will surprise us, and they've got a chance to make some headway because the Seattle Seahawks are going in the wrong direction. John, great information as always. We love when you are available to come on the show. Thanks for joining us again today on the NFL on TuneIn. Appreciate you guys. Always appreciate you having me on. You've been listening to No Huddle with Brian Weber and former Steelers quarterback Cordell Slash Stewart live on the NFL on TuneIn. 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown! The National Football League is on. Tune in.